Let's shift gears because uh, we have Rico Beard. Uh, he's on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. We go across enemy lines. Um, he is the host of the Mike Valenti show with Rico on 97.1 The Ticket, Detroit's premier drive time show from 2 to 6 Eastern. Rico, welcome to the Mile High City. Uh, we know you've been on the air, so thanks for doing a little OT for us here in Denver. Um, let's just start with this story that began last year with the Detroit Lions starting one, started 1-6 one and six and went on a run very similar to what the Broncos are experiencing, starting 1-5 and five and going on a run, and Sean Payton using you guys as an example back in October of what they could accomplish. Yeah, you know what? We were actually talking about that today on the show of how you guys started off and you could have easily thrown in the towel when – I mean, based when you think about it, and anybody who watched last night's game saw what the Raiders did to the Chargers, and Miami did that worse to you guys, and you bounced back the next week, you beat the Bears, and now you've won six out of seven, and yeah, you're a team to be reckoned with. When I, when, you know, you play the schedule game at the beginning of the year, it's win-loss, win-loss. I had this as a definite win for the Lions. I can't say that anymore, mm. because right now, I don't know what you guys are are serving up in Denver right now, but uh, Russ, Russ, I thought Russ was cooked, but he's back to cooking again. He looks like Russ from a few years ago. Not MVP type of Russ, but he's a lot better than he was last year when I was like, man, you're stealing money from the Broncos. You should just go ahead and retire. Now, Russ looks better than Jared Goff at quarterback, and if I had to choose Ooh. one to lead a team oh. in this game tomorrow, oh. I probably would choose Russ. Oh, no! Let's go, Rico! Oh. Rico, we were arguing <laughs> over that earlier in the week. Wow, you just gave oh, Phil a little man. boost. Okay, okay, let's go. Speaking of quarterbacks, Rico, and we're going to stick to Jared Goff because he's been phenomenal at home. Why is that, though? Um, you know what? Now here's something we talked about during the week and I broke down some stats and I went back to even when he played with the Rams, Jared Goff, there's certain quarterbacks that make their money from playing in pressure games. I mean, that's why people call Tom Brady the goat. If you go back, it's like the Joe Montana. It's like certain guys live for the big game. That ain't Jared Goff. Mm. Jared Goff, like, like he had this record where he didn't throw any picks for, like, uh, you know, it, it when it started last year to rolled over into this year. Right. But then all of a sudden, when the Lions started getting good and people started looking at the Lions and folks started talking about the Lions and that they were sitting there at eight and two at one point and people were talking, hey, this could be the number one seed in the NFC. The Niners were coming off a losing streak and the Eagles were fraudulent. He all of a sudden tightened up, and he just started turning the ball over more and more and more. It's not necessarily a home-away thing. It's more of, a, I think, a pressure thing. And I guess you know what it is an away thing because he's not that great in outside elements, especially cold weather. Right. You saw that last week at Chicago. Now, the beautiful thing for Derek Goff, the rest of his games are going to be played in the dome for the for the remainder of the season, so he's okay there. But just the pressure games, he he's not that quarterback that you want to rely on because I I'm just not seeing it in him. 
Very interesting comments. Uh, Rico Beard is with us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Uh, he's on the, the the drive time show there in Detroit. Um, does a fantastic job. 97 won the ticket. Rico, you guys have a young tight end that, holy smokes, this kid is fun to watch. He's from tight end U, which is Iowa, which is a long mm-hmm. history of producing uh, tight ends. But this is a historically slow starting position. Some of the greatest tight ends of all time have had slow starts to their career. Kelsey, Kittle, Tony Gonzalez, yeah. the, the, the list goes on. Not this kid. Over 700 yards and six touchdowns out of the gate. Talk to me about this young man. Yeah, Sam Laporta has shocked everybody. And he's he's kind of taken the city by storm because, you know, people are like, oh, he's going to be great. And, and just like you guys said, pump the brakes, it takes tight ends, maybe like year two, year three before you see what they can do. But he and Jared Goff, uh, they had a rapport. He is uh, He's making big-time plays. He has become Goff's safety blanket. And maybe a lot of it came from the fact that Jameson Williams didn't play much of the year. He was supposed to be the other big-time receiver. So when you were double-teaming Amara St. Brown – a lot of people weren't paying attention to, to Sam Laporta. And Goff, I mean, Goff goes to him on the big third and fourth down plays, which tells you how much trust he has in this young man. But you're right. He's in that next tier. Like, when you know, he's not that to the, to the Kelsey and, and the Kittle yet, but he's right there that in a few years, guys, think about it. Those guys are on the probably the closer to the downside of their career. I, I think Laporta may become that new tight end, and yeah, he he caught fire. I don't know if it was the right place, right time, right situation, but I got a feeling that when his contract is up, he's going to break the bank in Detroit. Ooh-wee. Rico, what are they saying about the Denver Broncos over there in Detroit? And are you guys feeling a little bit nervous about this game? Uh, yeah, about half the city is nervous about the game. I, I did on the show today, and, you know, I, I I said that I don't think that the Lions were going to beat the Broncos because the Lions, one of the Lions' defenses, Achilles' heel, is a quarterback with any type of mobility. Now, you know, Russ is not Justin Fields. He's not going to go out there and run for 100 yards in a game. But he does enough that on a third and seven, he'll pick up eight or nine yards. He'll extend the play. That's been the Lions' Achilles heel for years. That if you're a pocket passer or if they can contain you in the pocket, they can beat you. But if you can break containment, now you can either run or you can find that open receiver by extending the play. Uh, and, And that's just... I mean, when you look at hey, when they play Jalen Hurts, they played Geno Smith already this year. They had a problem with that. Even Patrick Mahomes, even though they beat the Chiefs, if you saw the game, and a lot of Detroiters get mad at me for bringing this out, okay, if the Chiefs had any receiver other than Kadarius Toney, they win that game. Mm. But they have Kadarius Toney. He got 20 yards behind the Lions secondary and dropped the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Now the Lions don't care because they won the game. But Mahomes was always able to extend plays. And the and the other thing about it, when you look at this, it's the whole mentor versus the mentee type of thing where 
Dan Campbell in his opening, you know, when he came here, everybody always talked about the knee, biting the kneecaps, biting the kneecaps. That right. that made the national rounds. Right. But eight times in his press conference, he talked about Sean Payton and how much Sean Payton meant them and how much he learned from Sean Payton. So now it's one of those, we all know what it's like when you go up against your mentor. You want to show what I've learned and I'm, Either I'm equal to you now or I'm better than you. I'm in the same category as you. So you go a little bit extra. And the mentor wants to show, I taught you everything, son, but I didn't teach you everything that I know. Mm. So it's going to be a little bit of a chess game, I think, between the two coaches. Both like to gamble. We like to call him Dan Gamble because he gambles <laughs> a lot. He does. He probably shouldn't. But you also got Sean Payton who kicked an onside kick to start the second half of the Super Bowl. So I do expect just some shenanigans between the two coaches. I, I expect some type of mental chess games. But but looking at this Denver team, to go back to your original question, a lot of folks are worried about this team because the Lions come in, haven't been playing their best football as of late. They've turned the ball over ten times in the last four games. Something happened when they played the Baltimore Ravens, and it's like the Ravens broke this team. They've won games, but – they kind of gotten lucky. They beat the Raiders, who then fired their OC. They they beat the Saints, who, you know, it was because Carr went down late in the game, and, and famous Jameis was trying to eat a W and choke. And then they, they had the Bears beat the first time, and the Bears found a way to lose being up 12 with four minutes to go. Still don't know how they did that. Right. They, they've struggled. And every game that they've won was a struggle, and now they've lost. They lost, lose to the Bears. They lose to the Packers. They're not looking like the same team. We're talking with Rico Beard, uh, who was on 97-1, the ticket, uh, Detroit's premier drive-time show, Mike Valenti with Rico. Um, I got to ask you, man, and this will be the last one for me. Thanks for giving us some time here in Denver. I'm hearing you talk about Jared Goff and the football team, and it, it it just doesn't seem like you're all not that you're not all in, but you're not a full believer. Maybe like some other people outside of Detroit do believe in the Lions. Do I have that right? I mean, because it, it's one of those things that I see them every day. So I see the problems where people are like, "Oh, the Lions." You compare them to the Lions teams of the past, and you just think, "Oh, they're gonna be okay." they're still committing some of the same mistakes. And I guess when I judge this team, they're going to win the NFC North because the NFC North has got awful. It's, you know, it's, it's not saying a lot because you look at the bears, the Packers and the Vikings and yeah, uh, between those three teams, Jordan love is the best quarterback of the three, but then I compare them. Okay. Can you beat the Niners? Can you beat the Eagles? Can you beat the Cowboys? And I don't think so. So that's why I, I think for them, they're going to take a step. They're going to make the playoffs. They may win the division, guys, for the first time, I want to say since uh, I believe it's like 1995. It's been wow. a while since they've won the NFC North. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even called the NFC North back then. Wow. So Easy. It's been a while since they've done it, so I'm kind of in one of those, I need to see you get it done, but I I judge the team different than most fans do. I look at it as the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. Can you win the Super Bowl this year? I don't see that. I see steps. I see progress. 
but I don't know if this is a team that can go all the way and hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Mm, well said, Rico. Well, with that being said, I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am going to put you on the spot. Can you give us a prediction on this Denver Detroit game? Uh, well, I'll say this: if if the Lions turn the ball over more than two times, Denver's going to win. Um, what if it's once? If that's the, one time, yeah, I think you guys may have the better kicker. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at probably um, like a 31-28 Bronco victory. Ooh, wow. high-scoring game. Wow. 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 Oh, oh now the crowd's going to be loud, so – I hope Denver's ready with the silent count. Now, the crowd has showed up. They're, they're going to be there. Heck, Eminem may show up every now and then. He pops up in his suite, and they go crazy. But it's going to be loud. The crowd is going to do their part. It's just the team, the turnovers, and they have slow third quarters. If Denver could take advantage of that slow third quarter, they can win the game. Wow. Uh, great stuff, Rico. Thank you for your time here in Denver. Enjoy the game on, uh, well, tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. There he goes, Rico Beard. He's uh, the host of the Mike Valeni Show with Rico on 97 won the ticket, Detroit's premier drive time show from 2 to 6 Eastern. That was pretty good, man. Really good.